would now like to extend to all the peoples of the world an invitation from the people of Canada. She came to the throne in 1952. She reigned for 70 years. 6.30 Ched remembers Queen Elizabeth II. She was simply, to millions around the world, the queen. The most famous woman of her time, from her coronation to the outpouring of affection on her diamond jubilee, marking 60 years on the throne. As her 12th Canadian Prime Minister, I'm having trouble believing that my last sit-down with her was my last. I will so miss those chats. She was our queen for almost half of Canada's existence. And she had an obvious, deep, and abiding love and affection for Canadians. Forever a part of our country's history, remembering Queen Elizabeth II. And in his statement uh, that was released a short time ago, Premier Kenny talks about that love of Canada um, by the late Queen Elizabeth, specifically Alberta. In the statement, he says, on her many visits to Alberta, Her Late Majesty demonstrated a deep affection for this place and its people. Her name will live on forever here on schools and streets, roadways and buildings, and indeed, Mount Queen Elizabeth and the Queen Elizabeth Range of our majestic Rocky Mountains. Goes on to say, thank you, Your Majesty, and may God save the King. Still not known when King Charles will be coronated, when his coronation will take place. Um, an event like that does not happen overnight. And uh, for instance, for the backgrounder, when Queen Elizabeth, um, when her coronation was held, it was 15 months after she officially became queen. We're going to talk more about what happens Next, a look back and what happens next with Dr. Sarika Bose, who is a, a lecturer with the Department of English and Literatures at the University of British Columbia with es expertise in the British royal family. Dr. Bose, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Um, I think, you know, just months ago you were in London um, celebrating the Platinum Jubilee, if I remember, and here we are only months later talking about the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Where's your head at this afternoon? Well, it's been hard to process. I've been watching the news on the BBC, which has been providing uh, nonstop coverage and, and really listening to some of the tributes of world leaders, um, and including our own prime minister, and reflecting a lot on her legacy, on her place. And I think it's now that she has passed, even though when someone is 96, you are aware that mm -hmm. the time is limited. I think it's only now people are realizing what a central role she played in everyday life, um, even for us. I think, for example, I'll, I'll give you a, a short, small example, and that is our coinage. Mm -hmm. We're going to suddenly see our coins change, stamps change. In England, there are post boxes. Every post box is, uh, says ER on it. 
and uh, this is 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 not carved. It's it's uh, cast in metal, and I'm imagining how these post boxes are going to be changed and how expensive this is going to be at a time of such economic crisis. So even in these these everyday ways, she has been embedded into British life and consciousness. That legacy, um, and there's going to be talk of that for, you know, uh, a long time to come. But in, in your opinion, Dr. Bose, what would that be? Well, I think her legacy is um, that she has been a steady, steadfast presence in British consciousness, I think in the national consciousness, and though her popularity has grown and waned and grown again, I think that people have recognized her as a very hardworking, um, committed, and um, very, I suppose, a person with high ethical standards and dignity. And I think that example, that steady example, um, has permeated into that consciousness as well. There have been very specific things she's done, of course, um, such as her um, relationship with uh, Ireland, which has, uh, through its friendly reciprocity, has led to some very important results in the relationships between the two countries. Um, but I think you can see that um, she has also been this force that has remained fairly constant, fairly similar, while still adapting to 70 70 years, mm -hmm. seven decades, <laughs> the, the majority of a century. She was 96. So here's a person who is our was our living connection to a century before us to the Victorian period and someone who made it into this century, so much has changed. Uh, human beings have gone to the moon in that time. And uh, something that was inconceivable when she was born. And I think we have kind of used her as a touchstone to feel out our own rep uh, relationships with the changes in this past century. So I think her legacy is that um, she has given us a sense of stability while at the same time she has um, kind of been with us while we have adapted to changes, faced changes, and she herself yeah. has created a monarchy that has been adapting so that now it is ready as the next generation comes in to more adaptations, more changes that perhaps fit more directly with um, what the British citizens need. One other thing I'd like to say is that it's not simply all the celebrations do, during the Jubilee and all the mourning you see on the streets of London and other parts of the UK that indicate her popularity or her value to the to England. But I don't know if you've noticed, but with the 10 days of mourning that are starting on Friday, uh, the, all of the strikes that were scheduled for the next few days have been put off. So we have labor unions who are who have decided to out of respect to her to suspend their action. I think that says a great deal. Dr. Bose, uh, King Charles III at the age of 73 becomes the oldest person 
ever to assume the throne, the British throne. We don't, there's no date been set for his coronation. When we talk about change, and you talk about change from things like coins to mailboxes, this is a change for the monarchy as well. Where do you see it going under King Charles? Well, first of all, King Charles has been preparing for this role all his life in a way that previous um, heirs to the throne had not. So when you look at back at Queen Victoria's son, when you look at uh, her, the uncle of Queen Victoria, George, um, one of the Georges, uh, sorry, it was William IV. Um, when you look at them, they really weren't prepared to have a whole system of policies and so on and actions. Um, and they have very short reigns. Whether his reign is long or short, King Charles III has had policies and ideas and ideals in mind for decades. And uh, the, the most recent kinds of news that we have been getting is that he wants to aim for a slimmed-down monarchy and to reduce the number, even further, the number of royal family members who get any kind of pension. He is really working towards economic responsibility in the monarchy and very much hoping to make the kind of work, the service work that members of the royal family do, much more visible much more available. Um, I think he's eager to have more dialogue with citizens and to see where their needs are. How can the royal family and its legacy of service serve them? And you know, I think that's part of it. And you know, 25 years ago, I think um, most um, royal watchers would have found it hard to believe that Camilla would be queen consort. But here we are 25 years on. Well, I think uh, the passage of time makes a big difference. And I think people can see that uh, Camilla has been a great support to Prince Charles, now King, and to his work. And I think that one can see a, a an op opposite movement from what happened with uh, Charles's uncle, Edward VIII, mm. because he felt that he couldn't carry on um, without the support of the woman he loved. Mm. And by tragic circumstances, certainly Charles is able to have that support. And I think he has, he seems to have flourished and has not been distracted uh, and has been able to focus on the work that is important. Dr. Bose, always appreciate our conversations. I wish it wasn't under this circumstance, but uh, always appreciate your insight. Thanks for making time for us today. Thank you very much. Take care. Good Dr. Sarah Bose joining us this afternoon, the University of uh, BC with expertise in the British royal family. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.